With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, everybody. Tim Ryder from the Apple. Welcome back to another episode of Simply Amazing. Uh, just me tonight. Taryn is tying up some loose ends with regards to his preparation for the bar exam. He's going to be uh, probably getting that done over the next few weeks. So it'll be me and a variation of co-hosts taking us through. And then once Taryn comes back, we'll have to throw a little uh, a little bash. All the pomp and circumstance one deserves in a situation like this. But we won't count our chickens before they hatch. Uh, what other housekeeping we have here? Happy Fourth of July! This will be coming out on uh, on Monday, so hope everyone has a very happy and safe holiday. Um, you know, land of the free, home of the brave, feels a little bit disingenuous these days. Both freedom and bravery are uh, at a premium, a little hard to come by. But that's probably a conversation for another forum. So let's keep it moving. Metsies, Metsies, Metsies. Back in the in the swing of things, the Mets took two of three from the Texas Rangers, who came into City Field this weekend. Uh, got their lead in the National League East back up to three and a half games. Atlanta lost. They came back late, took a lead late, and uh, Cincinnati came storming back in the ninth behind two former Mets, Brandon Drury and Albert Albert uh, blah, 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 Albert Almora Jr. We got that out. So kept the uh, the cushion in the National League East, you know, somewhat doable for now. It's a really good thing the Mets, you know, built up that substantial lead early on because things have certainly taken a downturn. And, uh, you know, if they didn't really shoot out to such a commanding lead in the National League East, you know, with the, the Braves doing what they've been doing and, and winning games by the bunches, you know, it's a definite possibility the Mets have, be finding themselves clawing, you know, back up towards the top at this point, but they're not. They still have a uh, a little, uh, you know, a couple of dollars to play with in a sense, and you just have to hope that they continue on. Everyone's going to be coming back soon on the pitching side. Uh, Jacob Degrom, of course, that'll be leading things off. He um, made his first rehab start in his uh, trek back to the Mets starting five. He pitched to six batters. Two innings for the Port St. Lucie Mets, the Class A Rookie League PSL Mets. Uh, hit 101 on the radar gun, so no rust there. He struck out five of the six batters he faced. He threw 24 pitches. He got 12 swings and misses on those 24 pitches. And 24 pitches is actually very encouraging to me. I think that could probably you know, necessitate two more rehab starts. Get him up to, to 70, 80. I don't, you know, if he can get five innings in his first game back, great. Excellent. It's not, you know, the Mets are, are certainly um, in a position that they could use Jacob DeGrom back in the rotation. But again, you want to play these things very cool. You want to play these things very, uh, you know, very cautiously. 
The Mets do have Max Scherzer coming back this week. He'll be coming back on Tuesday in Cincinnati. Of course, the Mets will be heading to Cincinnati for uh, three games set beginning Monday, 4th of July, three night games. And, um, you know, things are just kind of piecing themselves together on that end. The Mets have weathered the storm. David Peterson, uh, who, of course, stepped in for Chris Bassett on Friday when Bassett was placed on the COVID IL, you know, he's got his ERA at 3.24 after, I think, he's had 12 appearances, 10 starts. Um, You know, that's all you could ask for and and more. He hit his career high in strikeouts or matched his career high in strikeouts on Friday with uh, with 10. Uh, His slider is just you know, leaps and bounds as far as effectiveness. It's playing very well off his fastball. Um, you know, he's got hitters on their heels, and that, that's a huge, huge thing for a young pitcher. And just got to hope that confidence keeps building. Even if the Mets want to move him into a, a, a swingman type, you know, position where he's available out of the bullpen for multiple innings, whatever the case is, I think he's shown over the last couple of months that he can, he can handle this, uh, the sort of pressure that's thrown on him. You just got to, Hope that the, the coaching staff and the guys around him and the pitching staff kind of ease him into whatever role that he might be going into next. But between Peterson and, and Taiwan Walker, who is 2.72 ERA heading into, uh, I guess, what do we have? Two weeks, little little under two weeks before the, uh, the All-Star game. Uh, Carlos Carrasco has been a bit, you know, inconsistent. Uh, looked good on Sunday. 5.2 innings pitched, uh, earned run, eight strikeouts. That's going to play. Um, you know, you just got to hope for, as I, as I said, that consistency that'll keep things moving throughout the rotation, especially when everyone's, you know, back and healthy. Tyler McGill is not eligible to come back until August 27th. Um, admittedly, I don't know what the story is there. I know he was placed on the uh, 60-day IL on June 27th. I believe that was the case, but, you know, you just have to keep on chugging along. You know, there's going to be a lot of questions regarding, I guess, what the Mets do at the trade deadline, which, you know, we'll get into some of that in the second half of the show. But, you know, on the starting pitching side, you can go out and add another, whether it be a frontline starter, whether it be a depth guy, but you know, the Mets have competent depth in the rotation. I, I wouldn't go out and spend... I don't want to say spend unnecessary money or, or just even move unnecessary prospects. I know the the team has said that they they would rather take on money than than trade away their high end prospects, which I totally understand. But um, you know, you kind of have to take each offer or take each potential trade that's on the table, each of them in a I guess in a vacuum. See what works out best for this team's plans. Um, you know, in the bullpen, of course, you, you can use reinforcements. You can use a true setup guy as Trevor May comes back because, you know, he, he granted he was pitching hurt before he went on the aisle and he was struggling with that. But, um, you know, in, in last season, Trevor May pretty much from, I want to say July on, he, he was lights out. He was terrific. If he could be that sort of guy, you know, and the Mets can add a premier seventh, eighth inning guy to throw in with Drew Smith and Adam Adovino and Seth Lugo and, of course, Diaz in the season that he's having, you know, these little holes will be plugged. These little weak spots will be reinforced. And that's, you know, that's the name of the game, heading down the home stretch with very high aspirations for what, you know, what you want to do 
come October. And I think this team certainly has those that level of uh, of hopes for, for where they're headed. Uh, we're going to take a real, real quick break here from the sponsors. Come back, and yeah, it'll be a nice quick episode. Get everybody out there and start celebrating the holiday. Uh, hang tight. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So real quick, back on the trade front. You know, there's going to be options. There's going to be teams that are coming at the Mets for their top names. Of course, Francisco Alvarez is absolutely untouchable. Um, I know a lot of fans would include Brett Beatty in that conversation. Um, Mark Vientos has just been on fire in AAA. Francisco Alvarez, by the way, is also hitting AAA. He'll be making his debut there in the coming days. Um, Ronnie Mauricio has always been a, uh, a, a, a hot-button topic when it comes to these things. I think he's still young enough. He's still 21 years old, I believe, um, with so much potential, and that's really starting to blossom this year in Binghamton. Uh, he is blocked defensively, but there's just so much potential there that you have to assume that the Mets want to see that through. You know, you've seen teams make short-sighted moves, and yes, this is a win-now team, and I think they've they've made that very clear that that's their goal. They went out and added all these veterans this offseason. They're spending all this money. They're 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 really they they made such a push, and. Um, you know, they, 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 of course, there's an eye towards the future. You don't want to mortgage that away. But they're also built to win now. So you you might see, you know, granted, of course, Alvarez is never going anywhere. But you might see one of those big name guys move if the right deal comes along. Um, I know Trey Mancini was mentioned as a potential trade candidate this week. For Trey Mancini, there's no way the Mets are letting go of any of their high, high-end prospects. It's not, you know, that that's just not... Equatable. It's not going to happen. Um, even if the Mets were to ask Baltimore to include their closer, Jorge Lopez, who I'm a big, big, big fan of. Uh, it took him a little while to kind of put it all together, and this year he's having a, a stellar season. He's added movement to all four of his pitches. His tunneling has tightened up to the point that he's hitting the strike zone with all four, and he's got them crossing over each other. It's just it, – it's – um. It's really a sight to see. He, he's doing terrific things, and I think that what he's found, what's clicked for him this year, putting him in the hands of Jeremy Hefner and that coaching staff and that analytic, uh, excuse me, analytics team, who could harness that and and you know keep him out of funks, keep that delivery and those mechanics all online in line. And, you know, keep him sharp. Oh, that's another closer level guy in the back of the bullpen. I know this is just, you know, 
theoretically or hypothetically or whatever, but boy, that's a, that's it. That would be a serious addition. Um, our buddy Chris Soto over at uh, Metsmerize, he brought up a <laughs> a very intriguing deal. Um, if the Mets do decide to go for a starting pitcher, um, they've been linked to Luis Castillo so many times. And our buddy Soto said that, uh, you know, of course, the cost for a guy like Luis Castillo would be astronomical. And even if the Mets were to take on money and Soto brought up Joey Votto as a potential target, I think that's a cool idea, man. Um if the Mets need to add a bat, which we're going to get to that in a second, but you know, um, if they adding a veteran, I know Votto's really struggling this year, but the season he put together last year, after he he made and he told he pretty much told the media, he told everyone, oh, I'm going for power this year, and it worked. Um, not sure what changed in the off season, but or, or just through this season, it hasn't really clicked for him yet. You have to imagine that put him in a winning situation, something that he's been after his entire career, which is a borderline Hall of Fame career. If it was up to me, he's in. Um, many others probably agree. There's probably some that don't, but, you know, to one person, yeah, Joey Votto's a Hall of Famer. He was just put together a terrific career. And put him in a situation where he can get a World Series wing, ring, I, I think that's a that's a gamble that you're willing to take, um, whatever his salary might be. I think that's, you know, a drop in the bucket for this organization now. And to add a guy like Castillo, my goodness, I don't even know how you would fill out the rest of the rotation. It, it just, you know, when, if and when McGill comes back, Peterson, all these guys have to slot in somewhere, but you know, then you have just the ultimate pitching staff. You can jettison a guy like Chase and Shreve who, he got a big out on Saturday, but the Mets still lost the game. But he's just, you know, I don't want to knock on the guy, but he probably shouldn't be in close games right now. Joely Rodriguez looks really good this weekend. But still, I mean, that's what I'm saying. They have depth, and when it's pieced together right, it works. But you kind of want an answer at every turn. And and going out and, and bringing those big pieces in uh, next season, that would, I mean, this uh, <laughs> later this month, it, it would be, you know, a step in the right direction. I guess you could put it that way. Uh, Taron Sharma, I was texting with him earlier today, and he, he brought up a uh, an intriguing candidate who would be Adam Frazier, who plays a little bit of infield, plays a little bit of outfield. And you could possibly, you know, see if the Mariners are looking to, to, to shed a, a reliever. Um, I like Andres Munoz a lot. There's, it's highly unlikely they're moving a pitcher of, uh, of his potential who's under team control for so long, but... Hey, if if you know, it's worth a phone call. I guess <laughs> put it that way. But the Mets, they you know the offense has to do something. If you go back to, you know, and Adam Frazier wouldn't be the answer in any in any spot. But going out and exploring options, going out and and seeing what comes to them. Don't go out there and say, "Oh, we want this guy. We want this guy." You know, the Mets have assets, and I hate referring to players as assets, but in again in a vacuum. Uh, Within a, you know, intra-industry market, these guys have value attached to them and just as an asset would. And especially at this time of the year, trade deadline season, even when it, you know, when the winter comes, free agent season, there's value attached to these guys. So, you know, you know what I mean when I, when I say assets, but you have to, you have to weigh each option. I don't want to repeat myself, but you do. You have to. Look at the whole. Are the Mets going to come out of this potential deal as a better team now and possibly a better team later? Um, 
there's always going to be that chance that guys are going to move on and do really well. Uh, what if the Mets go ahead and include a, a Dom Smith in a deal for Trey Mancini, which I think would be a great place for Dom Smith to land. Uh, Baltimore is a very good baseball city. Um, you know, just a terrific fan base. He'll get to play every day. Fun young team. Bright, bright future. Dom's only been in the league for, you know, a few years, but he's, you know, been around the block a few times. He's seen a lot in this game so far. And I think that experience would really, really fit in well with a team that has overachieved so far this year and has, again, a very, very bright future ahead of him. But if that were the case, you know, there would be some fans that are, oh, you know, you let Dom go and, and, you know, let's say that he goes there and really succeeds, turns into an all-star caliber player again. And I say again because he was for a period of times and he's, you know, I think he admitted himself. He's right now, he's lost, but he's been coming around. Um, two doubles over his last two games in, this, in the Rangers series. You know, that's, that's going to play. And I'm sure it's a audition of types. I'm sure he's the first one to go if the Mets are moving uh, major league roster guys in a deal. But, you know, at this point, he's been so honest about the situation that I think everybody, everybody team and player included, they just want to see Dom succeed. And I think that Dom wants to go ahead and see him succeed and to come out and say that he's ready to, to move on. At this point, when the Mets are about to turn, you know, arguably the biggest corner in their franchise history. Clearly, the guy's ready for a change. If um, if he's playing well and the Mets are, are willing to move on and are happy with the return, then yeah, I, I'm going to be rooting for Dom Smith. But the, 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 the point to all of that is, you know, the Mets have to do its best uh, for their team and, you know, specifically how we're going to wrap things up is for their offense. So... Since the uh, the beginning of the Houston series, not this week's, the one in Houston, so that's June twenty first. You know what has what had been a a hallmark of this Mets team is hitting with runners in scoring position. The Mets are only ten for seventy with runners in scoring position since June twenty first. They're only four and six over that span. It's been a ten game stretch overall. Uh, excuse me, overall, their offense is hitting two thirteen. 263, 361. This is that's going into Sunday with a uh, 80 weighted runs created plus, which is 29th in baseball over that span. So just a sharp decline, a, a total 180 from where this team was a few weeks ago. And, um, you know, even just over the last week or so, you know, Marte, he's been a, a stud. Seven for his last 18, two doubles, two homers. Eduardo Escobar finally coming back around. We talked about his struggles at length. He's been so streaky. Quick shout out to my buddies over at Shea Station. Jolly Olive, Jerry Blevins. Thank you guys for the shout out last week. But yeah, Eduardo Escobar, um, he's been the epitome of up and down this year. You know, first 20 games, through the roof. Next 20 games, lowest of lows. 15 after that, highest of highs. Back and forth. And, uh, you know, three home runs in, in three consecutive games this weekend. You saw the emotion on yeah, pretty much every home run he hit. You saw the rockets that were coming off his bat. Boy, you know, something's clicked for him. You just got to hope that he can he can extend this and, and fend off the downturns, which now we should be expecting that there will be a downturn. But, hey, you know, if he's up and down and it'll, it'll get the Mets through and they have the depth to kind of plug things in and out and make it work, 
it's it's just another advantage for this team. If and now if they can pinpoint what he's doing wrong and even you know extinguish those slumps even faster, you know what the information is capable of these days and what the players and coaches are able to do with that information. It's just you know when used correctly, it could be a, a, a whole new world. And you just kind of hope that that's where they're heading. But outside of those two, and I know, I know we spoke about Dom and even JD, two for his last seven, um, still hitting, hitting the cover off the ball. You know, James McCann hasn't done much of anything since he came back. He's one for eight. Uh, Pete's three for his last 16. Lindor's three for his last 15. McNeil's two for his last 14. So is Guillaume. Can is one for his last 11. Nimmo's three for his last 20. Like, everything's kind of falling apart. This is over the last seven days. but um, And they're still able to take two or three against a decent, not good, but decent Texas team and go four and six over a 10-game stretch that they're, you know, most certainly not playing their best baseball. And, and certain things have broken the Mets' way. They've gotten games when they've needed them, but... You know, this isn't going to play. There has to be a spark. There has to be something to, uh, you know, keep them moving. And you know, The All-Star game is three series away. They got three in Cincinnati coming up. It'll be Taiwan Walker versus Hunter Green on Monday. Uh, Max versus Nick Lodolo. Fun young lefty. His numbers do not reflect the type of pitcher that Lodolo is. Um, former first-round pick, I believe, or second-round pick. So between Hunter and Lodolo, those first two days, we really should have a, a treat as far as watching opposing pitching. Tuesday, um, again, uh, Max, I'm sorry. So Wednesday, uh, Chris Bassett is lined up for the start. I'm sure we'll figure out what's going on with that by uh, by Monday, maybe Tuesday. And the Mets have four versus Miami at home. They go to Atlanta for three, which should be a very, very big series, a lot of fun. And they got four in Chicago, and then they got the All-Star break. And, boy, that's the, the home stretch is calling after that. So there's a, a lot of time left, but there's really not. For the Mets to really, you know, head into October, hopefully, um, on the, the plane that they want to, not the actual airplane. Like, it, I'm sure there's some boaters listening when you're traveling on water and the boat stops jumping and skipping and it just kind of rides on that little, I don't know, maybe like a 15 degree angle. It's called when it's riding on a plane. So you want that Mets on that smooth, that smooth ride. And there's going to be bumps. There's always going to be, you know, there's going to be obstacles. It's a 162 game season, but this team's well prepared for these things. We've seen it. Even when shit is at the fan, which has a couple of times already this year between the injuries and the offenses, the offense just, you know, especially recently just falling flat, you know, over the past two weeks. Again, since June 21st, this offense has been the second to worst offense in baseball by weighted runs created plus. I believe the batting average might be last in baseball. And they're still in first place and they're still holding off a red hot Atlanta team. Um you know, make the right moves, find the spark. We've all seen what a, a, a right spark can do. I mean, we don't have to look too far back to remember you and Cespedes. Are there any Cespedeses out there this, uh, this offseason? Possibly. You know, maybe. But the Mets don't need a Cespedes-type player. They need to fill the holes they, they, they need to fill and, and just keep it moving forward. Eyes on the prize, baby. And I think that's all we got. Again, everybody have a very safe and happy 4th of July holiday. Uh, You guys know the sign-off, of course. It says, let's fucking go Mets. And we'll see you next time.
Peace.